The Down Below podcast was our last best hope to analyze. We failed. But in the year of the spoiler war, it became something greater. Our last best hope for answers. The year is 2015. The show, Down Below. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Heidi. And I'm Beth. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, who's the guest? There's no guest this week. <laughs> <laughs> no guest. And Ian's not able to join us. This week we're doing a recap of Season 3. Yeah, I'm, I'm having so many technical difficulties. I'm having to record in a different room, and this, the traffic is just so loud. It's a little distracting, so... Oh. I may... If I get distracted, that may be why. Or it might be Facebook. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to hear. Um, it's weird how on one side of my place it's so quiet, but on the other side it's so loud. Yeah, that is kind of weird. <laughs> um, so yeah... No ISN report this week. I'll just, I don't know if we did it last time we did a recap or not, but. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. And when I was looking through, um, I was trying to figure out what happened this year because it all just kind of blurs in my mind. Like, what happened this season? What happened last season? Yeah. <laughs> I think this was when the shadows started openly attacking the, um, us, the, the good side, <laughs> the side of light. Yeah, because at the very end of season two was when Kosh <laughs> revealed himself <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, yeah, then the shadows got, like, more kind of open with it. And they had also been seen on ISN, right? The, mm-hmm. There was, like, a shadows, leaked yeah. video. Oh, yeah, Kefir died. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's right. Who? Yeah, I actually had to go and look at what the beginning of season three was, though, because I really couldn't remember where we actually started this season. Where did we start? I already kind of forgot. It's <laughs> Marcus shows up. That's like. Oh yeah, that was this year, wasn't it? The first, yeah. I got the white star. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. They're still uh like part of Earth oh. at the beginning of yeah, the season. Yeah, at the beginning. Oh. Yeah. We're so young and innocent. Oh, a long time ago. <laughs> they were still following orders at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got to see Lita. I can't remember if uh, Sheridan and Delenn were openly flirting at this point, or if this was still when we were uh, just uh, reading everything into it, whether um, it was there or not. It was a very long progression. I think it didn't start until this season. I think, wrong. like, the... Uh, the intentional stuff probably, yeah, didn't start yeah. this season. Because, I mean, you know, we've been saying it since season one with uh, Sinclair, so. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're shippers at heart, I guess. That's right. <laughs> I kind of forgotten about it. I made, like, a last-minute note right before we started that Kosh died this year. Yeah. Aw. R.I.P. our fallen people. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we were uh, talking about an episode of Sensei, um... 
earlier today where one of the characters was like, yo, um, what name do you want to use? And he said Conan. And the person asked, is that a first name or last name? And his answer was yes. And <laughs> 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 that, that is so JMS. Oh, very much so. That's a line right out of Kosh, isn't it? Yeah, he's a. The, our theory was that he's a sensate, so the Vorlons were on Earth and they created the sensates. And there you go. Oh. <laughs> so it all goes together. Yeah. That's nice. That actually sounds like something they would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Lita came back this season. We didn't see her before this. Well, there was, yeah, well, there was that one episode where Talia. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. But we really barely saw her this season, which was weird. Yeah. Only I thought she would be more. I mean, like, maybe she still had, you know, has a chance to be. I thought she'd be more in it. Especially when they revealed about the whole Psy weakness yeah. uh, against the Shadow Ships. Mm hmm. Yeah, especially since she was on the DVD cover, you think she's gonna be in more than two episodes? Oh, did I even look at the DVD cover? I don't know. It was very no, we weren't allowed to, to order season four. Man, why? I well, I was like trying to cover my screen. Oh, trying not to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like trying to, and I don't want to see it with season five, and because I have I hadn't ordered those either. Uh huh. So I was like, okay, how do I do this? Uh, the season three DVD cover, Marcus is looking kind of concerned. Sheridan is looking uh, stern. I don't know what the look is on Lita's face. She's just kind of <laughs> there. Lana yeah. looks a little mischievous. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to see the season four DVD cover either, because if Sheridan is on it, then I know he lived. <laughs> well, yes, but he lived. Come on. <laughs> well, come on, they replaced Sinclair. They could do uh, it again. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Which would be kind of interesting. I wouldn't <laughs> totally mind it. Oh, oh but I'd yeah. be after the lens. Oh, I would not. And then they'd have to retcon again and be like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the three actually meant the five, and the um, triangle <laughs> is now a pentagon. The and it's really Sheridan back in somebody else's body. Yeah. I could do that. That could work. And Franklin had no story arc this season. Oh, wait, maybe that's just in my brain. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, your head cannon. Franklin just disappeared about halfway through the season. And <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came back with a vengeance, though, with the stems. We knew that was going to come back. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I set that up. Um, that's done. Babylon 4, that paid off, that whole thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that was really good. Mm. I mean, you can't think about the time stuff too much, but they did a pretty good job with that. I mean, even though you could tell that some stuff was maybe not the original intention. Yeah. Um, you know, they did a good job of making it all work out, I think. Yeah, definitely. That was that was good stuff. Um, Sheridan was paid a visit by a mysterious person. <laughs> A person from his past, which was supposed to be Captain Sakai and Sinclair, but you know, it was who who was supposed to be Captain uh, Sakai? And... Oh, right, right, oh. right. Yeah, no, this is this is better. Why? <laughs> oh, I mean because Cath uh, Catherine would have been the one to go to. I believe so. So she would have been the one coming back. Yeah. 
Uh, she knows that she was an explorer. Uh-huh. It's true. Uh, we got the birth of the White Star. And all its babies. Yeah. White Star babies. Yeah, that was like from the very beginning. Yeah, that was the very first episode. Yeah, the White Star is a good addition. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think we talked about this, like, season three of Deep Space Nine. They got their own little ship to drive around in. They didn't get a lot of babies, though. <laughs> There's only one. <laughs> now, I have a question. So, I mean, this is the year that they basically, you know, stood up to Earth and said, you know, there was the rise of the uh, the Night Watch and the whole President Clark taking over or. My, President Clark taking over, right? Um, Am I getting that right? Yeah, or is the it martial the, law, he declared. Yeah, martial law, yeah. okay. And then, basically, like, Mars and a few other planets were against them, and then Babylon 5 stood up against them. But uh, I, I feel like, you know, Earth didn't really try that hard to get Babylon 5 back. Do you know, is, was there something that I'm not remembering as to why? Um, they, they did come in, right? They, yeah, they yeah, did. They they, there was the a... ships. Oh, because awesome of the Mimbari. Never yeah. mind. I just remembered it myself. Because Lynn right. came with okay. all those Mimbari ships and she got the. Yeah. Elsewhere, she found you alive. <laughs> or is that a different episode I'm thinking about? I think she was saying, like, uh, only one um, Earth person has been able to stand up to us and he's. Behind He's you. on. Yeah, he's yeah. behind me or whatever. Okay, now I remember him. Because I was like. Why hasn't Earth tried to get them? You know, because that kind of dropped out. Um, the defiance against Earth, and now I remember why. Uh huh. <laughs> it's really funny because I'm skimming through just the little tiny blurb recaps on IMDb, and for Walkabout, it is one sentence. Kasha's replacement arrives, and Doctor Franklin falls in love with a singer during his search. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need, really. What does Exogenesis say? Well, which number is that? It's number seven. A.K.A. Clarence episode. Oh, that's only one sentence, too. Marcus and Franklin investigate a series of deaths caused by a mysterious parasite. Wow, <laughs> nothing about Clarence. Aww. Oh, he went on this date with Ivanova. Aww. Wow, that's the most important thing in the whole... See, season. yeah, that one deserved another sentence. <laughs> yeah, that's what the whole season was about. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I hope Clarence gets a bigger role in the next season. Yeah, well, he got a bigger role in this season. Yes, he did. He did. At the beginning more, yeah. He got a little yeah. bit at the end. There was a big chunk where he was gone. What was Clarence doing? I don't know. Who did write that fiction? What was, what was he doing? Yes, I want to see David Clarence Corwin fan fiction. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, or a spin-off novel. <laughs> I wonder if there is. They're probably he's probably featured in some of the novels. Sweet. You just gotta tell me which ones. Yeah. <laughs> Find that out. That's I'm right. Still on the first one. I can't get past Talia <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I see it sitting on my desk, and I see that picture of Talia. I'm like, oh god. But it's got Bester and that guy from season one in it. Um, his name Harriman Gray or. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the scar. No, not the guy with the scar, but the guy that was with him, the telepath that was with him. Oh, okay. So does it take place early on in the series that Talia's... Yeah, it takes place right after that um, mission where he where they were on the station. 
Okay. A little bit I've read. There's some kind of Psychor conference, and there's an explosion. I guess someone attacked the Psychor conference. So they decide, where else can we have this conference since Mars is our since the place on Mars is blown up. I guess we got to have it on B5. Of course. <laughs> oh my God, what a nightmare. <laughs> Everybody there hates us, yeah. And what else happened with um, Earth? There was the whole Psychor thing. Well, yeah, and, which... uh, and Morden is there, but we don't ever really know what's going on there, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, we just get little hints. Earth is using, giving the shadows people... Right. To use in their ships. Investors trying to counter that. Because he doesn't want to become a ship. <laughs> he wants to be a ship. Everybody wants to be a ship. His lava was. <laughs> yeah, oh god. Yeah. He's going to be put in one. But also, like, he. Like, that's another thing that's powerful. And I think, you know, him and, like, other sides, I mean, they, they want to be the powerful ones and they don't want to be indebted to the shadows or you know that's something that's more powerful so that's scary I think to him yeah what happened with Londo and Jakar this season they were very much at odds at the beginning yeah the Centauri yeah it was the whole thing with the shadows or is this where Londo was trying to break free or was that last season he's kind of still I mean he He's, st- I mean, they mainly went through, through Rifa this season, but still, like, he was talking to Morden and trying to kind of break free. But he also, yeah. you know, I think, was it, wasn't this, weren't the Shadows and Morden the ones that ended up killing Adira? Yes. Yeah. Right. And then he, they roped him back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's in, like, the second episode of the season that uh, Jakar and Vondo are on the elevator when the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for each other to die. Oh yeah, convictions. Um, and then uh, Jakar got hooked on dust, and he went and beat the crap out of Londo oh, in that's prison. Right, and then he saw. Well, he saw Kosh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he saw his dad. His father, yeah. Kosh, uh, uh, no longer there to manipulate people. But then they, you know, by the end, I mean, they were working together to kill Rifa. And, you know, we saw the future of them, too. Yeah. And somehow they become friends. Mm -hmm. If that future is to be believed. I think it has to be. Yeah, that is a sad part, because that means that Sheridan and Dylan have a son. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This was the season where we got the prophecy about uh, one becoming emperor after the other died. Yes. Yeah. And then Beer picks up the crown. <laughs> oh, yes, I actually wrote that down, the prophecy. Because it had to do with Londo, too. Yeah. And it was the save the eye that cannot see, don't kill the one that is already dead, which I'm thinking might be Sheridan after this season. Mm-hmm. And surrender to his greatest fear, knowing that it will destroy him. Or just. <laughs> I think it still means don't kill the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe the last part is the whole. Uh, the whole Jakar thing with the killing each other. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you never know because the one in the middle is looking for you or whatever that is. <laughs> that, that was... The man in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, what was his name? 
Craig or something? Justin or something? Oh, yeah, Justin. that was Justin. Might as well have been named Craig. It's the same thing. Lisa's <laughs> name isn't Todd. Oh, I'm sorry. Another one. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Todd's. Yeah, or Craig's. But, um, yeah. Justin. Please. <laughs> He's about one of the most important people in the galaxy. His name's Justin. He's your he's your counterpart with the shadows. Yeah. Well, that was that was underwhelming to say the least. Yeah, slightly. Um And Morden wasn't even that scary in that whole thing. I know. He just kinda sat there and did nothing. I hope he's not dead. Nah. But then if he's not dead, then Justin's probably not dead and I don't know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Come on. I don't think Justin's quick enough to get away. <laughs> yeah, he didn't look super like that. <laughs> he's fast. not very spry anymore. Yeah. I don't know. You know, we had a we had a good amount of Sinclair this season, which was which was good. You know, he came back a few times. <laughs> I'm looking up the actor that played Justin, and for a resting place, they have listed cremation, which oh, just, I know it's just odd. It just sounds odd when they say that to me. Like, Unknown. We had brother. When did brother Theo come? Was it last season or this I season? I thought it was this season. I think it's this season. Okay, so we have that. I think we said that they meant to do it last season, but wasn't able to introduce him last season. He didn't uh, have as much of a role as I thought he might from yeah, all the seemed important at people the talking. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought that uh, Kasha's replacement would actually have a role. Yeah. <laughs> really hasn't. All he did was choke Lita. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He left or been unseen since. I always forget that guy's name. It's, um... It's Kosh. <laughs> yeah. Kosh. Okay. Kosh, too. Old Cash, I think is what we'll call him. Cash 2.0. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, Delenn becomes Ranger 1. So there's that. Right. Mm. Bester sucks. Always. <laughs> Delenn broke the Grey Council. <laughs> yep, she broke it. Good job, Delenn. <laughs> but Narun grudgingly accepts her. Yeah. Now. And Veer... Fear got married, or got engaged anyway. That's right. <laughs> and learned he will be emperor, so. Yeah. Good job, Veer. Veer had a good season. He did. <laughs> he, be- he was an ambassador to Mimbar. He tried to stand up to Londo, not very successfully. Had a TV show on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> we had one of the weirdest episode titles, and The Rock cried out, no hiding place. <laughs> oh, for sure. Which <laughs> the best part of that was the song, probably. No, it was maybe Reach for Dying. Yeah. Yeah, the whole. Yeah, the song with Rizzo. Intercutting. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Okay, um. <laughs> distracted by an email. I know at this point it's like really hard to like differentiate between seasons, and there's just a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, well, it vents the story pretty well. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of stuff happened this season, but then I look back and think, well, we haven't really gotten that far. Yeah, we really haven't, actually. I mean, there wasn't even, like, a lot of battles between the Shadows. There were a couple little skirmishes, and then we're not sure what happens, you know, at the end, but it looks like they're defeated, at least for now. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because the the ships kind of disappeared um, after that blow blow up. But they're licking their wounds, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see where it goes because it's like, okay, this was kind of this was the continuation of the war, but also like now they're sort of the of the new rebel alliance. Um, <laughs> since they broke off from Earth. Um, but I don't think that it's just going to continue, like, all of this war story. So Yeah, I feel like it should... I think we should be done with the Shadows. Because, first of all, their whole existence and being was very disappointing. <laughs> They're not scary anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, their reasoning was sucky and... I feel like we've done enough with them, you know, unless they come up with something completely new with them. We kind of have to move on. Mm-hmm. Well, and Morden isn't mysterious anymore, so you can't, you know, you can't rely on that factor. Yeah. And they know how to defeat them now, so that's... Just drop a bomb on them. Yeah. <laughs> well, and telepaths. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I... I don't know. I feel like we've got to get to that point where uh, Sheridan makes that decision, whatever that bad decision is, that's going to lead to the fall of Centauri Prime and all of that stuff. Things going on Londo's neck and yeah, all that, all that weird stuff. Yeah, I, I have to say, I was, you know, if I had to look at like how it ended, I, I would say, or seemingly ended, I would have to say that I'm a little bit disappointed with the whole Shadow storyline. I just felt it kind of fizzled a little bit at the end. Like, it wasn't quite the big epic battle that it could have been, or I don't know. It would have been nice to see some ground combat, or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want to see the Shadow. Hand-to-hand Shadow yeah. combat. Exactly. With Hand swords. tentacle or yeah. Uh, <laughs> wielding a sword and a sword of light. Yeah. <laughs> the Vorlon's getting more into it, you know. Lightsabers. <laughs> uh, I think we covered most of this. So, what was our favorite plot line throughout the season? Who knows? <laughs> I know my least favorite. Okay, what's your least favorite? <laughs> oh, I know. I'm going to go ahead and just write down Franklin on Spoon. Oh. Yep, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my least favorite, I have to say, like even less than Franklin on Stims, is <laughs> Sheridan with the leg. No, don't say uh, that. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I totally ship them. I know. I feel bad that I don't like them. <laughs> My most favorite story is Clarence and Ivanova. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the best, like, one episode thing. That yeah. was definitely... I love that so much. Great. <laughs> I did love seeing Clarence become a little more prominent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your least favorite? Let's start with that. Yeah, it would be Franklin. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. That's that's a pretty easy one. If you, if you like Sheridan Delenn. I think that my favorite I don't know I don't know that it really counts as like season long but it sort of is is just the whole time travel thing and Sinclair is Phelan and all of that I mean it really only takes place in the course of the two episodes but it 
is overall story as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Second would probably be breaking off from Earth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Have any other favorite moments? Then not necessarily your entire storyline, but I guess the whole Clarence Ivanova date <laughs> be one of my favorite moments. Oh yeah, that would be my favorite moment of this of the season. That's for sure. Yeah, um, there's some really good Wando and Jakar stuff. I really like the when they're stuck in the elevator together. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jakar starts laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then when Jakar's singing in his prison cell. <laughs> I liked the whole um, the whole thing about the monk that found out he was a serial killer. I like that uh, idea, you know? Of uh-huh. Looking at the mind wipes and on that kind of thing. Yeah. That was pretty cool. They did a few of those, too, where people find out that... Like, the same thing happened with the Arthur kind of... Where somebody came and they thought they were one person, and they find yeah. out they're somebody else. Identity. I wonder I guess. if that's leading somewhere. Yeah. You bring it up like that, I'm like, uh, <laughs> that seem that like one of our main characters. That's like what's happening. Ooh. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe it's Franklin, and he's actually a much more interesting person. <laughs> <laughs> we can dream. Get on that leader. Bring out his real personality. Yeah. So let's move to our characters of the season. So as far as human, see we picked Sheridan four times, Garibaldi three times, and Clarence, Ivanova, and Marcus all tied for two. Yeah. Happy with Sheridan being the human of the season. I think yeah has to be yeah. I mean, like, I'd love to just, you know, give it to who I want to give it to, Sinclair. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Clarence. <laughs> exactly. One of those two. But in reality, yeah, it probably has to be Sheridan. Yeah. That would be hilarious if Sinclair wins, though. He'd <laughs> have, have seasons one and three. <sighs> who won last season? Was it Ivanova? It was Sheridan last oh, season. Oh, Sheridan last season. Yeah, I mean, you kind of, it was like, it's hard because... These are the main characters, so all this stuff happens to them, you know? Yeah. And somebody yeah. else would have to have, like, a really good subplot for... Exactly. And it's it's not like... Like, this show is... Yes, it's ensemble, but it's also very much focused on Sheridan, where, like, say, Battlestar Galactica or something, I could pick Starbuck. Right. Or, you know... Leodama or you know like I could yeah. I pick a character who isn't like say Commander Adama or something mm-hmm. but yeah in this show it is more focused around him so yeah they just don't have enough I mean they tried with Franklin to give him a good interesting subplot <laughs> but it didn't work so they just threw something at the window and saw <laughs> if it would stick yeah if Ivanova had had a more interesting subplot or Marcus had had more of a role, you know, yeah. didn't give Marcus too much to do. Which by the way, I, I completely ship Ivanova and Marcus as well. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're cute. They're cute. 
So, um, BSG, I'm pretty sure D would always be my human. Of- <laughs> oh, yeah. Cylon would probably be. Up to a certain point, anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was heartbroken when that happened. Spoiler. So, <laughs> and probably Cylon number two would be my favorite. Which is. Oh, is that Sharon? Um, that's. Um, oh, that's eight. Sharon. Uh, yeah. Uh, the blonde hair guy, Callum Keith Rennie. Oh, I think yeah. He was number two, wasn't he? The rapist? Oh. <laughs> I don't remember. I just liked him because he was kind of insane. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or am I? <laughs> but I guess, yeah. Well, let me change that to. Leoben. Leoben, yeah, that's Leoben. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers for BSG, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> or at least yeah. we didn't name any of the final five. Or did we? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> final five. Or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then there's that one. Okay. Um, so Sheridan wins. Yes. So Alien of the Season. Jakar got yeah, six. Jakar had a really good arc. Yeah, Lanier got three, and Delin and Kosh tied for two. Yeah, Kosh what happened to died. Delin? Did we just... give any to Londo? Uh, Londo. <laughs> Londo's got... the worst. Londo got zero. <laughs> ah! I guess we got tired of listening to Delin talk because he... yeah, we she only got two this season. Uh-huh. Yeah, you uh... can only give so many speeches before it all sounds, sounds like white noise. Well, yeah, and it's like her speeches were really good, and like we would give it to her because she was, you know, pretty cool, and and then she just kept talking, and so it was like, okay, that's yeah. good enough. We probably gave it to her that one where she made the speech, uh, where the, the first time, yeah, yeah. Sure. Also, sometimes she gets it because there's no other alien. That's true. That is true. Which ones did she get? She got. And the rock cried out, no hiding place. And she got severed dreams. Yeah, that was a very earth-heavy episode. Shattered dreams? Shattered dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the one where she comes in with the ships and she gives that badass yeah. speech. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was good. Oh, yeah, she went to see the Grey Council and brought the ship. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she deserved that one. So, I guess, Jakar? Yep. Yeah, I think Jakar. Yes, because he like with rose fear is up close. this Sorry. season. Yeah, he really did. Like he was really defeated. We should give it to Valen. He won without it. Yeah. <laughs> we should give it to let's Sinclair give it, and Valen. Give it to Sinclair and Valen, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we gave that episode to exactly. Sinclair and Valen. Yeah. <laughs> they should win the whole season. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably the best episode of the season. It got a 10, and Severed Dreams also got a 10. They were the only ones that got 10s. Okay. And our season total was 7.99. Really? That seems low. Well, well we had some cl- low ones. Well, oh. Remember, Gray 17 brought everything down. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and the that one was before that bad. walkabout brought it down for these. Oh, Franklin. Franklin, you really hurt this season. <laughs> Previous season got a 7.60, so it was up. Oh, okay, so we're, yeah. we're up higher. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. What did season one get? 
The season one got a 7.17. So oh, we're slowly climbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show's getting better. <laughs> so maybe next season, it'll go over an eight. Oh, the Walker got Alien of the Week in one episode. Zog. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, uh, disco ships. <laughs> oh, baby, they were shadow dancing. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> oh, we gotta, just gotta see the outtakes. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So I think Veer would be a close behind Jakar, because he had some pretty good stuff this season. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if we had to pick somebody else. Yeah. Are there any characters introduced this season that we want to see back? Just dying to see back, or maybe not just introduced this season, but um, this season. Marcus. Yeah. Oh yeah, Marcus. Of course, that's true. Um, not like Justin. The- yeah, <laughs> Justin's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have to see um, Brother Theo. Right, brother. Again, Theo. just because people made such a big deal about him, so I feel like yeah, he's got to do something more than what he's done so far. It's the whole Jonathan effect. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, did that captain of that other ship that was resisting Earth? Did he die? He was. He was kind of good. I wouldn't mind seeing them again. Mm-hmm. The one that because uh, what's his face died. The um, commander. Of General Haig, he died, and then that guy took over, and then he came yeah. aboard Babylon yeah. Five. And anyways, I thought he was pretty good. Um, I would like to see Garibaldi back with the with a good role. Yeah. Oh, you mean just at all? No, I just mean at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. We don't know what's going on there. Um, anybody else? You know, they didn't have a lot of female. Um. As many female guests on the station, I think. Maybe yeah, I'm just. As many. I mean, there was Anna Sheridan, but. And there was the um the singer. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. And Beer's wife. Lindisty. And Lindisty. Can you can't even remember her name. <laughs> I've forgotten her name. <laughs> the stripper and name. Yes. Yeah. Prophetess who told Lando his. Oh yeah, the emperor's wife. wife. Yeah. yeah. Madeira. Ladira. Or Morella. Oh, Morella. Ladira was one of those. Yeah, <laughs> there was Adira. Adira yeah. was Londo's. Uh, yeah. Of his- Ladira may have been the person in the first season. The aunt? Lady Ladira or something? Yeah. Yeah, that was her. You're something about the. Gonna be killed by shadows. Yeah. Can we get some more Timoff, please? <gasps> yes! I want Timoff and Lindsay to go at it. Yeah! Beer's wife and, and Londo's wife. <sighs> like, just, just have a nice little chat. That'd be awesome. I wouldn't necessarily mind if Anna Sheridan came back if she was slightly different in personality. If she was actually Anna Sheridan instead right. of whatever Ooh, the heck she was? Best. Sakai back and she'll think that um Oh my god, yeah, Anna Sheridan think... and Catherine Sakai. <laughs> <laughs> and Carolyn. Just bring them all back. Oh boy. Oh no, that was Sinclair's. Oh yeah, those were all Sinclair's, right? The Catherine Sakai that was Sinclair's. Yeah, she'll yeah, think that, that. she yeah. mistakes uh Sheridan for Sinclair. Remember Sinclair. Sheridan's sister with the like blonde hair? Yeah. <laughs> that was really I wonder if she knows about 
Oh yeah, Anna. Because they were friends. Yeah. Did uh did Jakar is Natoth dead? You don't know. Yeah, they never really said, did they? No. Because they said, oh, obviously they were pretending that she was alive, but we don't know. Right. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. He lost contact with her. That's right. At least they mentioned her, because before that it was just like she just disappeared. Yeah, that's true. Remember, she existed. Like Koda. That's what happens when you have. The wound is never going to heal. (laughs) I know. (laughs) She's still floating around out there somewhere. (laughs) Maybe she's now on the planet with, uh, with, oh, what's his name? The one in the machine. She's with Zathras. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's with Drawl. Yeah. Because Drawl probably saw her out there. I know. He was like beamed her into the planet and (laughs) she's just working there now. Help. So we have some feedback. Oh, I don't have a clever way to get the feedback. <laughs> feedback land came to us this week. How nice. Yeah, thanks, Feedback Land. And we don't have to pay for gas. <laughs> um, where's our little... There we go. First, we have an email from... I think that's Eric. I see you in the Facebook group, but I don't know how to pronounce your name. Eric says, Dear Down Belowers, I've been lurking around on your Facebook page for some time now, but never sent any real feedback, aside from the occasional Franklin-loving Facebook comment. That, however, is about to change. Not my love for Franklin, but my love for feedback. (laughs) (laughs) And so it begins. I first discovered Babylon 5 when it had its original TV, original run on TV in Norway in the 90s. I was a teenager at that time. I didn't watch it very often and only got a glimpse of what seemed like a very grand story. I regretted not committing to it from early on as I kind of felt I had missed something great. Then, when the series started appearing on DVD when I was doing my music studies in the early 2000s, I knew I had to correct my teen mistake. Buy that season one set and get going. A couple of my friends and classmates joined in and we totally fell in love with B5 after very few episodes found ourselves both talking about it, thinking about it, and quoting it continuously. Aw, you and your friends were nerds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I also bought a bunch of B5 action figures and put them on display aside our B5 DVD boxes. So wait, have we seen pictures of these action figures? I think we've seen some action figures. Yeah, we need to see these pictures. Yes, please send them, post them in the Facebook group. Mm Mm-hmm. Took care of other important stuff like naming our Wi-Fi network Babcock. <laughs> oh, such a nerd. Love it. Soon there is a small cult of musician nerds in the small city of Trondheim, Norway, gathering in my cheap IKEA couch <laughs> to watch B5 as some sort of sacred ritual. Nothing could beat the excitement of discovering the next season DVD set in my mailbox. Because, yes, we had to wait four or five months between each set being released. <laughs> Ah, those were the days. After completing our first initial DVD run of B5, I must have rewatched it about ten times myself, so I know it pretty well. But rewatching B5 never ceases to make to make me smile, laugh, and cry. There is so much to say about season three and all its epicness. Oh, you should have guessed it on this one with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after spending the first season planting his signs and portents, gradually going in a darker direction, adding more tension to season two. JMS lets all hell break loose in season three. 
Babylon 5 goes from being a great series to being, more often than not, an insanely, insanely spectacular great series. The opening credit sequence with a stunning and dramatic theme by Christopher Frankie immediately tells us that things just got a bit more serious. We got momentous episodes like the trilogy, Messages from Earth, Honing No Return, Severed Dreams, where Sheridan finally takes a stand against the increasingly fascist Earth regime. We got the time-twisting, mind-bending War Without End, which reveals the shocking but beautiful truth about Sinclair. We've got the edge of your seat intense and indeed quite heartbreaking season finale with Zaha Doom. I could go on and on, but the main point is that Babylon 5 Season 3 contains some of the best written, best acted, and indeed best executed science fiction drama ever presented on the TV screen. That, as they say, is my humble opinion, and so is this. Season 3 overall human character Sheridan, Season 3 overall alien character, too many great ones, has to be a tie between Lando, Jakar, Veer, and Zathras. <laughs> Um, I won't go over quotes we've done already, but I do like the Zog. <laughs> oh, yeah. read a couple since you put so many. He took the time to put so many. Okay. Um, um, Lando and Jakar in the elevator. This is insane. We must work together. Jakar laughing. No. As the humans say, up yours, die. Oh, that was a great one. <laughs> that was great. Mm. Awesome. Ivanova to Bester, if you get near a point, make it. <laughs> uh, Morden and Veer in the hallway. Morden, anything I can do to help Veer? Um, short of dying? No, can't think of a thing. Zathras <laughs> <laughs> uh, to Sinclair. Zathras is used to being beast of burden to other people's knees. Very sad life. Probably have a very sad death, but at least there is symmetry. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> yeah, so sad. So sad. Hmm. Good stuff. And Eric says, that's all for now. Stroke off and see you in season four. Stroke off. Haha. <laughs> by the way, isn't that bad either? What do you mean? What does that mean? Isn't that bad? <laughs> well, thank you. I think you. he's trying to throw us off. Yeah. Can I, can I just do this one more Zaphris quote? Bad. Yes. Cannot run out of time. There is infinite time. You are infinite. You are finite. Zaphris is finite. This is wrong tool. No. No, not good. Never use this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great quotes. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, thanks. From Norway. Hope to hear from you again. Like I was just spent. And especially with... as you love Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get an, another Franklin opinion on this show. Yeah, go go for that, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to uh, not to argue with you too much. <laughs> Next, we have an email from Victor DeGrand. Uh, I can take this one. This was an outstanding season of Babylon 5 as a full-blown war spreads throughout the galaxy. For all of his foibles, Londo is still my favorite character. There are times I love him and times I love to hate him, but that's what makes him special. <laughs> there are a couple of my favorite quotes. When slimy Lord Rifo wants to know why he should help him, Londo explains... Because I have asked you, because your sense of duty to our people should override any personal ambition, and because I have poisoned your drink. Bam. And of course, Londo can be on the receiving end too, as in the famous elevator scene. When Jakar says to him, as the humans say, up yours. Die. Uh, yes, you have to include that part. Now on to predictions, which of course are not spoilery because my crystal ball is cloudy. 
Some, but not all, may come to pass. I love this segment, Victor. <laughs> Londo fits in well at the royal court, where the emperor holds one orgy after another. Wow. <laughs> For a party animal like Londo, this den of depravity seems like heaven. Oh, tell me more. Now, now that Londo is away, Vir is on his own, and he opens a hair salon, but he only knows how to give Centauri haircuts. <laughs> the men are upset over being given crowns of hair, but that's nothing compared to his women customers after he shaves their heads. A week later, Vir is out of business. Oh, I'd like to see that on some people. Clarence! <laughs> Clarence would look interesting with that Centauri hair. I hope Ivanova doesn't go in for no. a haircut. Garibaldi escapes from the shadow vessel, but he is tired of war and finds his way back to Mars, where he settles down and makes his fortune becoming a billionaire. Which Go is Garibaldi. not that much in 200 years, apparently. True. <laughs> Free from the stress of Babylon 5, Garibaldi and Bester become BFFs. Oh no. Oh no, that buddy cop show that I just really don't want to watch. In the fine tradition of security chiefs hitting on the local telepath, Zack tries to flirt with Lita, but he has no more success with her than Garibaldi did with Talia. <laughs> that one might be true. <sighs> when Sheridan lost at Zahadum, Ivanova takes command, but her old fling, the Lumati ambassador, <laughs> returns, and now he wants to do it his way. No more boom shakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> Ivanova commits an act of genocide against the Lumati homeworld, and then insists they had it coming. <laughs> Her new command uniform will be a black leather bodysuit, and Clarence will kneel at her feet wearing a dog collar with a leash attached. Oh, this better come true. Wow. Jakar finally publishes that book he's been writing forever. The book of Jakar becomes a galactic bestseller, making him a hero to all of Narn. <laughs> Jakar will find out what Lita's pleasure threshold is. <laughs> it turns out Lita is a bit of a wild child now, and she likes wearing handcuffs. There's, Boy, a, there's, there's a lot of this here. going on. <laughs> <laughs> Franklin decides to go on another walkabout. The entire command staff grabs him, shoves him into an airlock, and pipes in an endless loop of Dylan's speeches until he decides he has found himself. <laughs> that is torture. It take like five minutes, bro. <laughs> right, it won't last long. Uh, Sheridan will somehow return from Zaha Doom, ending Ivanova's reign of terror. Anna also survives the blast, but she is out of favor with the shadows now and is put to work telling, selling timeshares on Zahadoom. <laughs> I was thinking that one might have been true up until that very <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Hit. In the season finale, the war will come to an abrupt end when Drawl attempts to use the Great Machine on Epsilon 3 to microwave some popcorn and accidentally destroys the fleet of both the shadows and the Vorlons. He tries to blame Zathras, but we all know Drawl did it. <laughs> That is all. Thank you for another great season of podcasting. <laughs> Regards, Victor. Thank you, Victor. Thank you, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Those are great predictions. Oh, yeah. All, I just looked it up. They all come true. <laughs> the Clarence Ivanova one better be the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So should I read the next email? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm going to Provincetown in a few weeks. and um, What's Provincetown? It's in Massachusetts. It's very, it's a very LGBT friendly place. Oh, okay. It's like across from Boston. So me and some friends are going and it just happens to coincide with Leather Week. 
And I'm trying to, some people are trying to convince me that I should get like a dog collar or something wow. just to wear around. Like, I don't know if I want to do that. I've never really been into leather. Maybe dip but, your toe into the leather thing. Yeah, maybe not, <laughs> maybe not get that <laughs> intense right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just uh, some okay, gloves so, or something. <laughs> some boots, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lori and Carl. And <laughs> okay. Yes. This is from Lori and Carl. Hello, ambassadors and commanders. Some brief rating feedback for season three, which was excellent overall. Ratings for the season. Alien, Veer. Human, Marcus. One-off character, Lady Marilla. Recurring, reoccurring non-main character, Zathras. Worst episode, Walkabout. Worst <laughs> long-term storyline, of course, Dr. Franklin's Addiction. Best long-term storyline, V4. Best mythology episode, Point of No Return. Best standalone episode, a late delivery from Avalon, mostly because Carl enjoyed it so much. Overall, 9.9 out of 10 leaps into an abyss. Ooh, high rating. Yeah. Carl says, Kosh, never forget. Aww. <laughs> Till next season, thanks for all the hard work, guys. Lori and Carl. Thanks, Thank guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, next email is from Evelyn. I'll take that. Dear Will, Heidi, and Ian. What the F? <laughs> <laughs> you don't exist. Wow. Sorry. What if um, you were just like a figment of our imagination? <laughs> no, we just we're talking kind of... to you, but the listeners never actually hear what you're saying. So we got to share. Who... You know what? Next week we don't have a guest yet. We should like pretend that we have a guest. We should invite <laughs> just... on a guest, Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, that would be nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> Elizabeth, first off, just wanted to say I really enjoyed listening to the podcast for season three. Get along with season four are my favorites. Every episode has some relevance to the overall story arc. We get to see Jakar's, whoa, it's a lot more cycle. We get to see Jakar's transformation from a bitter Narn. That was Lanier's motorcycle. <laughs> uh, so he can be his own man and take risks. But, okay, from a bitter Narn, concerned only with revenge to the more enlightened leader his people need. Veer starts to show he can be his own man and take risks for others. Steven finally converts his addiction and Lando continues to be Lando. <laughs> you never quite know what to expect from him. Even Zack has to finally choose a side. Oh yeah, that did happen this season. <laughs> the growing relationship between John and Delyn was also fun to watch. So much was revealed that it kept you on the edge of your seat to see what would come next. There was so much going on during the season, especially with the realization of just how powerful an enemy the shadows were and how far the reach had gone. There were so many really good episodes in the season that I can't really choose just one. But I think the most powerful were the three-story arc of Message from Earth, Point of No Return, and Severed Dreams. The most powerful of the season. A lot was packed into those 22 episodes. Delyn was my favorite alien character. She also had my favorite quote. This is Ambassador Delyn of the Minbari. Babylon 5 is under our protection. Withdraw or be destroyed. Negative. We have authority here. Do not force us to engage your ship. Why not? Only one human captain has ever survived battle with the Minbari fleet. He is behind me. You are in front of me. If you value your lives, be somewhere else. Evelyn says, I give this season an overall rating of 9.0. Till next time, Evelyn. 
Thanks, Evelyn. Thank you. So this is mm-hmm. a season where I'm not gonna thank off you. Of... Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn. So this is the season where they killed off a race of people. Oh, was it this season? So. It must have been. Yeah. Yeah, it had to be, I think. Uh, so we have a comment from Board 99 Okay, I'll take that. Since I think you will be recording your end-of-season wrap-up tomorrow, a quick question. Since the Ambassadors have now seen how Sinclair's story ended in reality, how do you feel that the events of Season 3 would have felt if Sinclair had continued as the central character of the show, as was, of course, the original plan? In particular, it's pretty obvious that Catherine Sakai was originally meant to play the Anna Sheridan role. What would it have been like to see these events play out with a character that we actually knew? Any other speculation on how things would have felt different? Well, <laughs> that is an interesting question. We didn't really like Sinclair until he was gone. So. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, because, I mean, we would have had a lot of time with well, not, I don't know. Maybe we wouldn't have had very much time with Catherine. Maybe we wouldn't have really known her that much. I mean, they might have sent her off. Yeah, she know. might have, like, uh, crashed somewhere or whatever very soon Yeah, I mean, into they... season two. Mm-hmm. Because they were always going to probably have the Sinclair and Delenn. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. We knew that. <laughs> so we wouldn't have... They wouldn't have revealed that Sinclair was Valen until way later. Yeah, it couldn't have happened. It couldn't have happened until like the end or something, really. Yeah, which would have been kind of a weird ending because it's not something like we were always wanting to know. Yeah, you know. So it's it's an interesting surprise, but it's not like, oh wow, I'm so glad I know that. You know, it's just kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, but it doesn't really allow for him to continue on with the show, which I'm sure it would have happened differently. But yeah, I'm happy with the way it went and the way that events, I guess, in real life played effect into the show. Yeah, I think it might have been for the benefit, you know, of the show to have that separation because now Sinclair can go off and it could be, you know, it, it wouldn't be like the most, the ending of the whole show. It's just like a really cool thing that happened mm-hmm. in the middle of the show. And I think it probably would have been if, if Catherine had, you know, if she had left maybe just a little bit after, you know, she really did end up leaving. I don't think it would have been that much different with Anna versus Catherine, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think that we had that much of a connection with Catherine that it really would have made much difference. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Lord. Well, thanks, Ford. Uh, next, we have an email from Yarsto. Okay. Greetings down below, casters. Here's my contribution for the season three wrap-up. I'll start with a quick trip down memory lane. It was roughly 1996. I was roughly 13 and B5 was on TV here in the Netherlands. From mm-hmm. what I recall now, nearly two decades later, I would watch it occasionally and maybe saw half of seasons one and two that way. The end of season two is what changed that. The Narn Centauri war ramping up and the mix of combat and diplomacy in the fall of night, the season two finale, were unlike anything I'd seen on TV before that. As a result, season three is where I started watching B5 whenever it was on at all possible, including, insert nostalgic sigh here, programming the VCR to catch it when I couldn't make it. (laughs) Yes. As for season three, that gave me plenty of reason to keep doing just that. It's true, 
that the season still has weak spots, though I do think a 2.7 rating is too harsh for Grey 17, given the Delenn, Marcus, and Naroon story in there. But overall, the season is still a stunning display of storytelling skill. We see the crew go from struggling to deal with even a minor attempt by the Shadows to thwart the Rangers, to all-out battle driving the Shadows back. And because one huge development wouldn't be enough, we also see Babylon 5 break away from Earth, see Delenn break the Grey Council, and see full story of what happened to Babylon 4, which we just got a glimpse of in Season 1. And finally, finish the season with Sheridan jumping into the mysterious pit on Zaha Doom as the White Star explodes above him. All in all, one hell of a season. Well, if you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it does It does seem quite uh, eventful. I mean, it was. Favorite quote of the season uh, it was the Delenn one. Um with them in Bari ships. Um, Runner-up, virtually anything Zathra says. <laughs> Favorite moment of the season. The quote, <laughs> as above, um, when Delenn uh, confronts him. He says, yes, it's the same as my favorite quote. Even after all these years and all the times I've seen it by now, that moment still makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand on end. Runner-up, Jakar bringing in the rescue fleet during the experimental fight with the Shadows. Favorite podcast moment, the War Without End Part 1 commentary when Sinclair came on and the ambassadors kind of lost it. (laughs) Did they put him in there digitally? Is he in this episode? (laughs) Runner-up, Sergeant Drano making my feedback sound way more epic than I ever could. (laughs) Probably not as much of a highlight for others, but I'm picking it anyway. Favorite characters, Human, Ivanova. Sheridan may get more of the big arc moments, but Ivanova gets a lot of the awesome little moments, and those, along with the intro narration, give her the overall season title as far as I'm concerned. Human runner-up, Marcus, for showing us a new character can be a good thing. It doesn't have to be another Keffer. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> Alien, Delenn. Breaking the Grey Council and coming to the rescue? Building entire fleets in secret? Everything in secret. All while managing a blossoming romance with Sheridan, Delenn just has to take the title this season. Alien, runners-up, Jakar and Londo. Jakar's character arc is just awesome this season. He'd have taken runner-up by himself were it not for Londo's scenes and war without end, hinting at where his spiral into darkness will eventually take his arc. Season rating, 20 out of 22 episodes. Season rating runner-up, 9.1 out of 10 boringly standard rating scales. Yarsto from the Netherlands. Thank Thanks, Yarsto. Uh, next, we have an email from Yan. I'll take this one. Hello, dear down belowers. Oh, hello, Yan. <laughs> Here's some feedback for season three of Babylon 5. I guess you have already discussed a lot by the time you read this, so I'll keep mine brief. So, in the intro to your podcast, you said it was the last best hope for answers. I would say that you did get a fair amount of that, along with new questions. You now have the Borlon version as well as the Shadows version of the reasons for the conflict. Though their philosophy looks different, is there too much difference in their methods? What is the Borlon's reason for the conflict? They just want order. Yeah, the Shadows are out of line. Oh, okay. <laughs> and also this uh, this first statement here makes me want to go and watch the new credits for the new season. Oh, Can I yeah. do that? <laughs> yes, go do it. I was watching them uh, last week. Who of the Shadows and the Vorlons would you trust? One, both, none? In other words, who is telling the truth? Well, I definitely don't trust the Shadows. Yeah. 
I'm sure there's some cryptic answer about what is the truth. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I still don't know how I feel about the Vorlons, but if I have to choose one of the two, it's going to be the Vorlons. Yeah, that's true. I'm looking forward to the predictions of Heidi and Beth regarding Season 4 and 5. For example, who will win the war? Vorlons, Shadows, both, none? We'll have to say, as a general remark, not necessarily B5 related, that I think a war cannot have any winners, only those who lose more than others. Looking forward to discussing an episode or more of season four with you. Be careful because you are long past the point of no return. <laughs> Yan the Babylon Lurker. Thank you, Yan, as always. Finally, we have an email from Melanie. Okay, my turn. Hi, down below. Season three was very much the turning point or the point of no return. We saw Babylon 5's declaration of independence and the shadows started attacking openly. My favorite plot line that lasted for several episodes was the mid-season breakaway from Earth and Delenn breaking the Grey Council. <laughs> My favorite standalone plot line is still Veer's Great Rescue Operation. Human of the season, John Sheridan for somehow keeping the station relatively safe through everything that's happened this year. Alien, Veer for not being very good at being a Centauri, which can translate into being likable. <laughs> New character... Marcus, forgetting some of the best lines. Bugger, now I have to wait for someone to wake up. New guest, Anna Sheridan, for being a guest I remember the day after I've seen an episode she's in. Returning guest, Zathras, for being Zathras. <laughs> episode, Sick Transit, Veer. Scene that should have been. Jakar finding out that Veer saved 2,000 Narns while on Minbar. Yes, he did the right thing, moment. Zach leaving the Night Watch. Reveal. Veer in Sick Transit Veer. They're not dead. <laughs> Last minute rescue. Delenn in Severed Dreams. This is Ambassador Delenn of the Minbari. Babylon 5 is under our protection. Withdraw or be destroyed. Earth Captain. Negative. We, we've done this one. <laughs> um, if you value your lives, be somewhere else. Honorary mention, Jakar arriving with the League of Non-Aligned Worlds to battle the Shadows when Sheridan brought three telepaths. Ship design, three <laughs> with the traditional UFOs. They were the aliens being sued for kidnapping someone's grandfather in Season 1. Huh. Uh -huh. Intercut, the song on Babylon 5 about how there's no hiding place while Rifo is trying to find a hiding place on Narn. Rating 9.477. Bonus for answering some questions while giving new ones, a.k.a. being Babylon 5 0.523. Final rating, 10 out of 10. Great rescue operations. <laughs> That's it for Season 3. I'm looking forward to your predictions and another season with my favorite podcast. Keep up the good work. Melanie, the Krakobian Veer fan. Thanks, Melanie. Thank you, Melanie. Thanks for all the feedback, everybody. Oh, thank you. Season three is over. Yes, join us next season. <laughs> you know how to reach us? Mail it down below podcast. If you want to send us your thoughts, concerns, mm. questions, concerns, worries, <laughs> concerns about Babylon Five. That is. <laughs> uh, have y'all seen that meme that's been going around lately? Like, still does his job, or still does her job? Yeah, I've seen one or two. Uh, I'm looking at where right now it says, knows if he goes to Zahadum, he will die. Still does his job. <laughs> <laughs> right. So how about some predictions? Oh boy. So, let's see, we saw the signs and portents. 
We witnessed the coming of shadows. <laughs> we reached the point of no return. <laughs> Season four is titled No Surrender, No Retreat. Oh and boy. The first, <laughs> the first episode is called The Hour of the Wolf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no surrender, no retreat. So that sounds like they're getting their butts kicked. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this, Heidi. Okay. Is Sheridan dead? No. Yes, I agree. He's not dead. Is Morden dead? <laughs> no. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, Is I, Justin dead? Oh, Justin better be dead. <laughs> I think... I I have to... If I would have, like... If I was going to bet, I would, I would guess that Morden, Justin, and Anna died. But I hope that's not true, except for the Justin. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think that Sheridan's dead. Um, I mean, he was given that instruction to jump, right? So you have to assume that that was what's going to help him, you know, live somehow. Yeah. But he's going to be trapped or he's going to have to fight his way out or something. He may get captured. Who knows? Uh-huh. Um... So, I guess I would have to say that maybe, um, so I, it sounds to me that it means that the shadow war is not over. That's what I'm getting from this. Which is interesting because they, like, left. They could have just attacked and, but they didn't because supposedly Sheridan was dead and that was what they wanted or didn't want, but that's, yeah, they didn't want to make a martyr out of him, but they think it happened anyway. Yeah, I don't understand why they wouldn't have kept going, but I guess they were just reeling from the destruction of yeah. whatever city that was that they were at. Um, Zaha Doom. Is, Zaha Doom is the planet? Probably. Yes. This? Planet. But I guess that was the place. I mean, that was the main uh-huh. base of operations. Um, so, I yeah. So, what about Garibaldi? Let's talk about Garibaldi. What happened to Garibaldi? He is so going to be a prisoner, isn't he? Yeah. Do you think they'll put him in a ship? (gasps) Uh. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. He doesn't really have any psi ability. Don't they have to have psi ability? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Anna Sheridan didn't have. That's true. As far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know. I think they were going to use size to combat other size. Oh, the size they were bringing against them? So I guess, yeah, they could. But why use him when they have all these size being, you know, sent over from Earth? Mm, just to bug people. Yeah, <laughs> just to bug us. Yeah. Um, I, I really think that Ivanova's psi ability has to come into play at some point mm-hmm. still. Because it really hasn't. We know it's there, but it's got to be something... Yeah, Although, if I was going to say there was one person that would be put into a size ship, it would have been it her. It would be her, yeah. But yeah, I agree. I mean, there might be, maybe there's going to be some impetus, you know, some external force that acts on her to bring manifest more more powers. Yeah. Because I don't think that she's just going to, I mean, it would be weird if she just randomly got strong enough to do anything just on her own. Right. Through no, through no reason. So, where, where, whether that comes from Lita 
or some drawl or who knows. And speaking of drawl, there's there's that weapon that they haven't used yet, right? Right. So that's going to come into play. Yeah, has to. That's one of those checkoff gun things. We yeah. can't have this weapon that doesn't get used. <laughs> and for the love of God, can Earth, the Psy Force and Earth be more of a part of the story in terms of like seeing what's going on on Earth? And I just really want to see more about like the Psy, the Psy Corps, you know, machinations behind the scenes and mm-hmm. and what is going on in that like room what was it called something 13 or i don't know 17 section 13 yeah that whole the whole experiments they're doing and i want to see that stuff i want to see the mutant the mutant size (laughs) uh do you think uh marcus and ivana will get together this season i hope so Oh, what about a triangle between Clarence and Marcus and Ivanova? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be nice, but I don't see that actually happening. Yeah. You think they're probably just going to forget about her bisexuality and just make her straight again? Or, I don't know, because they never acknowledged it and it was in the 90s. I really didn't. It was just kind of... I mean, it... Totally was there. It's not like it. It's not like we were reading things into it. It was right there, but um, but yeah, I I think maybe they just will gloss over the top of that. Uh, so Franklin, Franklin, oh geez, <laughs> Franklin's gonna get a girlfriend. Oh. Or something. Or die. One of the two. Or Please. both. <laughs> number two. I take option number two. It's one of the two or both is going to happen. You either find love or he'll die. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the other doctor, maybe. Um, mm. What about Londo? What's going on with Londo? Because he's, um, he's going to Centauri Prime for half the time. Mm-hmm. I think he might uh, start helping out the the Narn a little bit more, maybe, because uh, they do become friends in the future, right? So maybe he'll start working against the Centauri government. Um, Did we see a lot of Lanier this season? No, we really didn't. He was. Uh... He was mostly there just kind of to pilot a White Star, I guess. I'm going to say Lanier dies over the next season or two. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna go. He's going to die. That makes me sad. <laughs> I think I think he's, he's, he's out. Um, Zach will be interesting as the head of security. I enjoy yeah. Zach. It'll be interesting if we get a couple episodes with uh, Ivanova as, like, commanding and Zach as head of security and Clarence would be, like, second in command, of course. Oh, yes. I really want to see some of of Clarence as the second. 
like just commanding the whole, you know, what's going on and, and up front and running that. Oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Like side effect of all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, commander's dead, but hey, Clarence gets a promotion. Yeah, that's an even yeah. trade, really. Just kidding. Um, let's see. Well, Lita needs to have a bigger role this next season. Because otherwise, I mean, what's the point? Yeah. Of her <laughs> as a character. Well, we have to have more of Kosh 2.0. Yeah. What was the point of Talia? <laughs> I didn't give him my name. <laughs> that was the point. That was it. <laughs> uh, who else? Who else? Veer. Oh, I think the Lindesty, um, Timoff future. Ooh, Veer could even get multiple wives if he wants, I guess. Sorry, the cat is talking. No, yeah, it's cute. I think we'll see Bester again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think we will too. Oh, speaking of Bester next week, he'll be in Portland, and maybe I'll get some. Oh, cool. Yeah, he'll be in Salt Lake the week after that, but I don't dare. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like okay, so never give up, never sur- what is it? Never surrender, never what? Never retreat. Never retreat. Never. Never retreat. Okay. Oh, no surrender, no retreat. No surrender, no retreat. A lot of people gotta die. <laughs> that just sounds like you know, a horrible I'm gonna battle. kill them all. Yeah. Lanier just dead, Franklin dead. <laughs> Elizabeth's killing everyone in the first episode. Everybody's just gone. We started. We started fresh. The new show. Yeah. Hey, they got rid of one guy and brought in somebody. That's else. right. I want to know who does the voiceover on the next season. Ooh, I could tell you. <laughs> uh, oh, go ahead and guess. Um, let's see. Did it go Sheridan Sinclair Ivanova? Or um, opposite, but yeah. Well, yeah. Because I still can't remember which is which. <laughs> um, how about Clarence? <gasps> well, that's the best guess ever. Um, I'm going to guess Lita. Jakar had that really good voiceover in... Was it in the season finale? Who? Jakar. Oh, Jakar. Yeah, yeah, that would be actually a really good guess, Jakar. That would make a lot of sense. Because Ivanova had the um, the voiceover narration at the end of season two, didn't she? Yeah. And then mm. she was doing the season three credits, so maybe, maybe it follows the same pattern. Maybe. That's a good guess. Do you think we'll ever meet a shadow that we like? <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be one. Oh, it's I like so. It's like a, um, it's like hiding, and they have to take it in and give it food. I don't know what shadows eat, but 
they eat the light. Eat the souls. Yeah, eat the light. <clears throat> that would be sweet. I would enjoy that. Maybe we'll meet more Vorlons. They'll be like, you know, a jokester Vorlon and like a really boring Vorlon and I'm sorry, isn't that most of them? Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have the season four opening in German. <laughs> Is it read by German? Listen actor? to it. I just have the text. Oh, I have the little way. You know, maybe I'll maybe put it in the next episode. <laughs> oh, here's the season three opening in Spanish. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm. I was kind of hoping the Shadow War would be done, but I'm thinking it might not be. Yeah, I think we've got to see the end of it. Like, maybe the um, Earth and Centauri go to battle against each other. I don't know, for control of the the Shadow's favors, or I don't know. All right. I think all of that happens in season four and five sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Plus orgies. Mm. So. Yes, lots of lots of orgies. Yeah. Let me. Um, season four. DVD cover. Well. I guess after the first episode, it's probably safe to look at. Yeah, after the first episode. And the credits are okay to look at the first time we watch it? Or. Um, wait till the second time. Um, yeah, might wait on those. I don't know. It just appears. You can't, well, yeah, maybe wait till the second time. Okay. No problem. Yeah, I'll check out the menus. <laughs> they are sometimes. Menu can... bombs. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, well, that's all we have this week, folks. We'll be back next time with season four and the hour of the wolf. But until then, Goodbye. Bye, stroke. Bye. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast.